So the third most common question that I get right now is, I have a low interest rate on my mortgage, around 3%. I need to move out of the home, but interest rates are at 7% today. And if I were to buy the same size home, I wouldn't be able to afford the payment. I don't know what to do. Do I downgrade to a smaller property or do I just stay where I'm put? I feel like I need to move. Welcome to School Didn't Teach You This. My name is Jade Buckley. I went from living in a hostel to being one of the top mortgage consultants in America, helping hundreds of thousands to learn how to finance real estate. In every episode, I'll be bringing you some of the best minds in personal development, real estate and finance to help you learn what school didn't teach you. How to be self-sufficient, hacks and tips to save and make more money and the keys to wealth that only the wealthy know that you need to know. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some of the most popular questions on how to help you save and make thousands of dollars when buying a home, including when will mortgage interest rates drop? What is the best way to negotiate with a seller when you're buying a home? And how you as a homeowner can afford to buy a new property, even though the interest rate on the new home will be almost double what you're paying right now. So let's jump into the episode. So first things first, as I mentioned in the intro, right, my name is Jude Buckley. Um, I'm a mortgage consultant based in Los Angeles, and I started a Instagram and TikTok called At The Mortgage Kitchen. So through those platforms, I provide short form content to really just help people make better decisions around buying a home, right? The keys for me is to help people understand how to use mortgage financing to help you make better decisions, right? Because a lot of people can have successful careers, but what really builds wealth for a lot of people is actually understanding how to leverage real estate and make money through real estate, right? So something I do in so many of my videos is helping you save $10,000, $20,000, helping you make a better decision around negotiating all of these tips and tricks. But the key thing that I haven't been able to do is really dive into more detail with you guys, right? Because the platforms in themselves, or at least the nature of the platforms, really only allow you to kind of make a one minute or a minute and a half long video. So what I decided to do was make this podcast and give you the opportunity to really dive into detail with me if you want to jump into the weeds, right? If you want to understand the concepts and the processes of how you can save and make more money in multiple different realms, right? It's not just about real estate at this point. It's about understanding how to build business, right? It's understanding how to improve yourself on a personal level, right? So throughout this podcast, I want to really give you what it is in the title, which is what school didn't teach you, right? Everything that we learn really that has a true benefit to what we're doing in our day to day is what we learn through others, is what we learn through our passion projects, those types of things, right? So really my goal with this podcast is just to get more real with you guys, right? I want to get into the weeds. I want you to really understand um, how to build wealth. So from my personal background as a mortgage consultant, what I will be doing this first episode is helping you understand some tweaks you can make when you're buying a home or at least understand the process of home buying to help you save at least $10,000, $20,000 after watching or listening to this podcast, right? So if you haven't already, go and follow me on Instagram and TikTok. My username is at The Mortgage Kitchen. My name is Jade Buckley. Everyone calls me Jide because it's spelt like Jide, J-I-D-E, but it's Jade. So um, if you do see me around anywhere, I live in LA. If you do see me around, you can say, hey, Jade, and I will know that you've watched the podcast. Otherwise, I never say my name on social. I never say it on IG. I never say it on TikTok. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. This episode is really going to be focusing on key questions that I usually get from my Instagram and TikTok followers when I do online Q&As, right? So I do Q&As once a week on IG and people go ahead and ask me their most common questions and I'll go ahead and answer them, right? So 
I've kind of taken some of the most popular questions that I've been asked, um, three of the most popular questions that I've been asked, and I've digested them, and I'm going to be giving you a real detailed answer to them that should help you really kind of get a better idea of what you can do when you're buying a home in this market, and at the same time, what decisions to make, right, around buying a home, because a lot of people are waiting for interest rates to drop, right, and I understand that, totally understandable, because it's very unaffordable to buy a home right now, but what other ways can we do it, right, in order for you to then go and buy a property and start building wealth through real estate, right, so before I jump into this, I really want to dive into this quote which is if you aren't willing to take the risk you will lose the chance right and i feel like that really applies to real estate because a lot of people you know a lot of people feel like oh shit you know what when rates were down at three four percent why didn't i go ahead and buy fuck you know it's really unfortunate because i know so many people that were like oh no rates are going to drop down oh it's really not the right time and look what's happening now right they're back on the market trying to buy and it's so difficult because rates have gone up so we need to realize that real estate is a long game right it's a long play as long as you're holding onto a home for a long enough time period prices will go up the value of your property will go up you will build equity and it will always make sense right if you're buying real estate as a short-term play yes i can totally understand the idea of there being any perceived risk but in reality there really isn't a huge amount of risk as long as you have that feeling and that understanding that you can make those mortgage payments right so let's dive into it let's jump into the first question which is when will mortgage interest rates drop right now a lot of people are asking that question because we really just want to know when is it going to be affordable to buy a home right because back in 2020 2021 and a little bit of 2022 we had low mortgage interest rates to the point in which they were historically low right so we saw mortgage interest rates at two or three percent right which is incredible so that allows so many more people to be able to become homeowners because the cost of borrowing money was so low that most people could afford to buy a home right and the reason why interest rates were dropped was to stimulate the economy because we were going through a very tough time during those years right so right now we have millions, millions of homeowners that are currently on a 3% interest rate, a 4% interest rate. And that is what people perceive as the norm, right? Because if so many people are on it, well, that that's what it should be, right? When in reality, interest rates really aren't usually that low, right? That's abnormal. Usually you're looking at interest rates at 5 or 6%. Um, but right now they're slightly higher than usual, right? And why are they higher than usual? Because we've seen inflation get out of control, right? So what the Fed have done is the Fed have decided to try and taper off inflation and slow down inflation, and they are artificially increasing the Fed funds rate, right? And they've been doing this over the last year. So now what we're seeing is when the Fed interest rate goes up, mortgage interest rates have gone up as well, right? So as of today, July, 2023, what we're seeing is mortgage interest rates are around 7%. So what do we do, right? Because what we've seen is interest rates are up now, right? Which isn't ideal. But usually when interest rates are up, property prices are down, right? It's a seesaw. But over the last couple of years, because interest rates were so low, we had demand just creep up, right? And inflation rose too quickly. So property prices went up on average by about 20%. So what do we do in this instance, right? Because now property prices are up and interest rates are up. So not many people can actually afford to buy a home right now. So it's a tricky one, right? There are a load of people on the sidelines thinking, okay, let me just wait out. Let me see when interest rates will drop and go from there, right? Now, the issue is unemployment is actually pretty low, right? So the idea is there are a lot of people waiting on the sidelines ready to buy as long as rates can come down a little bit, right? So as soon as that happens, what do you think will happen to the supply demand curve, right? If interest rates pull back, demand is going to increase because we have more people that are able to buy a home, right? So on average, there's a study from 2022 that shows you when mortgage interest rates pull back by about 0.25%, we have about 1.2 million more people now able to buy a home, 
right? So if you're waiting for interest rates to drop from seven to three, think about how many more people are going to be on the market. Think about what's going to happen to property prices, right? Prices are going to shoot back up. So right now, or at least for the immediate future, we cannot, we physically cannot see interest rates dropping because what we will see if interest rates drop is property prices soaring back up again, right? So affordability will continue to be where it's at. So I hope that gave you a bit more of an understanding as to why interest rates won't be dropping. So I wouldn't be holding out for that. So if you physically cannot afford to buy a home right now, it's just unfortunate. It's a key moment for you to be saving, right? But if you can afford to buy a home and you're waiting for interest rates to drop, the key thing here is to understand what you can afford to pay and buy within your budget, right? Because over time, naturally, real estate appreciates. So if you're buying a home and you're going to be holding on to that thing for maybe two, three years, then maybe it might not be a good idea. But if you're holding on to this home for five, 10, 15 years, then regardless of what happens right now, the property price will be going up. So many people will be saying this to you, but that's just the way it works. So if you can afford the payment, and if the home is good enough for you to live in, if the home fits your needs, then it does make sense to still buy right now and not wait for interest rates to drop. So the real thing here is being able to understand how to negotiate and save money when you're buying the home, right? It's every single penny counts right now. So that kind of leads me on to the second question pretty well. So let's go ahead and answer the second one. Okay, so question number two, and one of the most common questions I get is, how do you negotiate when you're buying a home to save the most money, right? What's the best thing you can do to save the most possible cash, right? And the key thing here is understanding that most people feel from an ego perspective that it makes sense to go and negotiate down the price, right? Because yeah, I bought that thing for, for $20,000 less than it was really worth, you know? I, I really killed it. I did a great job negotiating. But in reality, it doesn't actually save you that much money when you're negotiating on price, right? So let me break this down for you, right? For example, if you're buying a $500,000 home and you negotiate $20,000 off that $500,000 home and you buy it for $480,000, you're only gonna be saving about $100 on the mortgage payment at today's interest rates, right? Now, how could you do this better, right? You could do the exact same deal. You could have the seller feeling the exact same way, but you could be saving so much more money, right? And the key is, is understanding that price isn't the way to go, it's seller credits. So seller credits are essentially when the seller, instead of giving you a discount on the price, gives you an equivalent discount for you to apply towards paying your closing costs, right? That's a seller credit. So instead of taking $20,000 off the price of the home, which is going to save you $100 a month, you can get a seller credit of $20,000, which will pay for all of your closing costs up front. And in many cases, will also pay for you to buy down the interest rate, right? To save you money on the monthly payment. So $20,000 saved up front versus $100 saved each month. How do we know which one's better? I mean, it's very obvious up front which one's better, but the key and the easiest way to know which one's better is to do a break-even analysis, right? So how many months will it take you of saving $100 a month to effectively save $20,000, right? It would take you about 200 months, right? 200 months of $100 a month savings will get you that $20,000 saved, right? 200 months is about 16 years, right? It will literally take you 16 years to do what you could do instantly if you just change that from a price reduction into a seller credit to cover your closing costs. So it's really that simple. $100 a month, $20,000 instantly. And now you've got that 20K up front, you can go ahead and use that to furnish the home or you can go ahead and use that for another investment, right? Which makes a lot more sense because now that's compounding and over the next 16 years, think about what that $20,000 compounding could do for you, right? So negotiation wise, always go for a seller credit. Do not reduce the price if you don't have to. So the third most common question that I get right now is, I have a low interest rate on my mortgage, around 3%. I need to move out of the home, but interest rates are at 7% today. And if I were to buy the same size home, I wouldn't be able to afford the payment. I don't know what to do. Do I downgrade to a smaller property or do I just stay where I'm put? I feel like I need to move right? So that was actually a, a, a direct quote from a DM I received on IG, right? Now, 
it's very difficult because the way you have to think about it is this. If you currently own a home that's valued at $500,000 and you pay a 3% interest rate because you bought the home and you refinance or you bought the home around the time when interest rates were low, the idea of you buying another $500,000 home will be very difficult because now you're paying a 7% interest rate. So the mortgage payment is gonna be drastically higher for the exact same price property, right? For the exact same size home. It's gonna be a really tough transition for you. So if you feel like you need to move, even making a sideways move is very difficult, right? You can't move from one town to another, you can't move from one city to another because you'd have to downgrade or you'd have to pay way more, right? So it doesn't make sense for a lot of people to move. So there are literally millions of people right now trapped on low interest rates across the US that feel like they can't do anything but just stay in their house and hold on for dear life until interest rates maybe drop down in the near future, which is very unlikely, right? So what do you do? Now, there is a tactic for you to be able to go ahead and move into another property and in many instances also upgrade, right? Move into a more expensive property and still not have to pay that much more, right? You can offset the higher interest rates that are available on the market today. And the way to do it is this. Now, most people feel like the tactic is you have to sell one home to buy another one, right? We sell this, we use the proceeds from the sale to then buy the other one, right? Because a lot of people now, after 2020, 2021, 2022, have so much more equity in their property because the value of their property went up. So they're thinking, okay, we're going to take all their equity out and put it onto a new property, right? And now they're in this new property, they're paying this higher mortgage payment and they're stuck. So how do you move out of your home, right? How do you offset that higher mortgage payment? This is the key. What you want to do instead of selling the home is you want to do something called a home equity line of credit. So a home equity line of credit is also known as HELOC, right? A HELOC. So what it is, it's a line of credit that you add to the home that is a second lien or it's a subordinated lien, meaning it goes below your first mortgage. So you don't have to do a refinance, right? You don't have to refinance your first mortgage and lose that interest rate. All you do is the HELOC that goes underneath it and you can get access to that equity, right? So a HELOC isn't like a refinance. You don't get the cash instantly. It's much like a credit card, but the credit card is secured to your home. So the HELOC allows you to withdraw equity from your home at any time, or if you choose to, you don't actually have to use the HELOC you can just have it on there, right? So what that HELOC will allow you to do is tap into your equity without selling your property. Because if you have a property with an extremely low interest rate on the mortgage, that means that mortgage payment is gonna be extremely low in relation to rent rates right now, right? Because so many people can't afford to buy that the cost of renting is fairly expensive, right? So your mortgage payment is low, right? You could rent it out for a lot more than what the mortgage payment is, which means you can go ahead and use the proceeds. You can use the positive cash flow to help you offset the mortgage payment on the new home you're buying. So step one is the home equity line of credit, right? Once you have that, you have access to your equity to then use that equity to then put as a down payment on the new property, right? So now you have access to it, you can go ahead and look at properties to buy, right? You're now pre-approved and your down payment is sourced from the equity that you have in your previous property, right? Once you've found the home that you like, you wanna go ahead and rent out your old property, right? The property with the HELOC on it. Once you rent out that property, you're gonna use the positive cash flow from that rental to then offset the mortgage payment on the new property, right? So for example, let's say your mortgage payment is $3,000, you're renting out the home for $4,000, you're gonna use that $1,000 to then go ahead and offset the mortgage payment on the new one, right? So instead of paying a 7% interest rate, it's effectively a lot lower because it's $1,000 less on that mortgage payment, right? And now, instead of you only having one home, you have two properties and they're both appreciating over the long run, which makes a lot of sense, right? And it makes buying a home of a comparable value or even upgrading to a property that's even more expensive a doable feat right now, right? It makes it actually doable to do that. So you wanna go ahead and speak to a good mortgage 
consultant, you need to speak to a mortgage advisor and break down the numbers for your specific home because you need to find the fair rental value for your property to actually understand what the cash flow would be like or what the positive cash flow would look like. There are so many variables with this. You need to go into more detail, but that is the overarching concept that you need to apply, right? If you want to buy another property and have a more affordable mortgage payment, right? So that pretty much wraps up this first episode. If you're not following me on Instagram and TikTok, my username is at the mortgage kitchen. Go ahead and follow me there. Um, wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast, subscribe. Um, if it's YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, um, and Spotify, which I use. Um, go ahead and subscribe on there. And moving forward, it's going to be more of a podcast kind of setup, right? I'm going to be going back and forth with people um, on their journeys, what they did to build wealth. And at the same time, I'm going to be diving into my mortgage hacks, right? I'm going to be diving into ways you can be more productive as an individual, right? Personal development is really important to me. I really feel like in this day and age, right? It's not about relying on your income from your job. It's about finding other sources of income, right? And that really comes from discipline, right? It comes from understanding that you can't just sit back and let it come to you. You have to make it happen. You have to have good routine you have to have good discipline you have to be working out you have to be exercising you have to be eating right you have to be feeling good in order to do more and in order to be more successful so that really wraps it up so i'm excited and that's a wrap for episode one